Okay, here we go. The Ben and Maggie Show. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. The Ben Show. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and laughs. Go. Welcome to the Ben and Mikey Show. Voilà. This is how you do. Okay. By the way, I'm former Pittsburgh Steelers running back Frenchie Fuqua. Thanks for tuning in tonight's podcast. Thanks for coming tonight, Frenchie. Alongside <laughs> Bill the Legend Smith, Bill Smitty Man Smith, Smitty, I call him. When I want to call you on the phone, though, I just tell Siri, call Smitty Man. And it always calls you directly. It's it does. It's got my direct number. Yeah. yeah. Young Ben Kitchen, who's 11. I think 11 and a half. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he comes every, the reason we invite him back every week is he brings his dad's old porn collection, which yep. is Hustler magazines from 1977. The black and white ones. Yeah. Oh, they're the good ones. And uh, how you doing, guys? How you doing? Everything Open good? the pages, poke an eye out. Everything good? <laughs> we, have, we, we have found out our top four. Now, we did 39 weeks so far, three quarters of one year of these podcasts, and it's, it's going swimmingly. The money's rolling in. <laughs> it's like you, like you read about in the Sunday papers. It is, the big bucks have just started to hit us now with all of our fantastic sponsors like betonline.ag. It's a big company. And by the way, I just want you all to know, I mean, I'm going to talk about this in a few moments, but this is not the time to bet on regular season baseball games unless the team is involved in actually trying to get a spot in September in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about that later. I have strategies on this stuff. And football is a week away, so that's all good. Joe Fish, our fa- that's where – so let me do this officially. Some guests of the Planet Mikey podcast dine at the lovely Joe Fish restaurants, two of them, one in North Reading on Main Street and one of them on Osgood Street in North Andover. Joe Fish. Did you get that? Save that. Maybe I'll use that again someday. And my my grandma's coffee cake, which is so popular. So I actually bought one for my father-in-law, who's 77 years old, lives out in Ohio, and they're shipping it out to him because he he loves the cake, and I we all love our, our father-in-law. You bought one for Christine Hurley? Christine Hurley? Yeah. Yes! Blueberry yeah. she wanted. Yeah. And uh, by the way, thanks to Christine Hurley for coming in last week. She's funny. Yeah. Don't you love her? Nice woman. She's a nut. Yep. John Fiore was supposed to be with us tonight, a, a star of The Sopranos, a Brotherhood, Law and & Order, and, uh, he, and he played Kinky on Meet the Parents. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Imagine if, if, if John Fiore introduced himself to people. Hi, I'm John Fiore, actor. You might have seen me. I played Kinky on Meet the Parents. Wouldn't that be funny if he did that? He couldn't make it tonight. Why? An acting gig. Well, he, Son of a bitch. He's an actor. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. It's like the... It's like the girl uh, in Harry Chapin's Taxi song, you know? She was going to be an actress, and I was going to learn to fly. Oh, yeah. She took off to find the footlights. Uh, I took off with the sky. You remember? Is he a copper mobster this time? Uh, <laughs> I can guarantee you this. He's playing an Italian. No. <laughs> he is so typecast. No. Well, well, we'll talk to him about that. When, uh, By the way, Harry Chapin, I should use him as a brush with greatness sometime. I, I, know, I knew him well. Really? Yes. Harry Chapin. You brushed him? Loved him. Yep. Loved Harry Chapin. He died tragically in the LIE yep. in a Volkswagen Rabbit. Ooh. We'll get into that some other time. Okay. Yeah. Because his, his is more, it became a brush with death. And that we don't want to get into that too no. early in a podcast. It's, it's a downer. <laughs> 
Uh, oh, top four, top four episodes of we've had thirty nine. Yes. Top four uh, as far as downloads is number one. No, let's count them down. Okay. Number four. Chad Finn of the Boston Globe. Yep, that was a good one. He got a, he had a, he got a lot of attention. Number three, Glenn Ordway. Mm-hmm. You worked with him. Oh yeah, I did. Good so man. did I. Good man. So did you. <laughs> yep. That's right. We, we all love Glenn Ordway. That's right. By the way, he was off today. You know what that means? No. Mutt. <laughs> Mutt filling in. That you know, and it's weird because I know I digress. It's weird because it was about two years ago. That he was uh, busted for DWI up in Saratoga, driving while intoxicated. And I remember at the time, I was getting calls from people saying, did you leak that story? And I'm thinking, what, what me? What, what would I have to do? Why would I do that? Just because I have a sister that lives in Saratoga and, you know, reads the local papers and she called me and let me know about it. Why would I go out and leak a story about Mutt that made him look like, a, you know, a, a, a felon? Why would I do that? I mean, it's not, that's not the kind of thing I would do. So DWI, I guess, for in his case, was .16. I've never blown p- uh, past a 1.1 myself. But <laughs> You've was... blown plenty. <laughs> you have blown plenty. So um, anyway, so he's on the radio today because Ordway's out. And cr- I'm crazy. I'm like, this is, I'm, I'm jinxed. I, I thought we were done with Mutt. There's still a time slot he can wreck? Anyway, so the number two podcast was an episode where I did a little bit of crapping on Mutt. <laughs> I think it's a good formula. Oh. And the number one episode of all the Planet Mikey podcasts out of 39 was Dino John Dennis. John Dennis, number one. He can still bring him in, can he, huh, Ben? Yes. <laughs> he no, that's pretty amazing. That was a great episode. I mean, that it's fitting because that was probably the best episode. It was it was it was a very good episode. And I remember standing out in the driveway. We were waiting for him, and uh, suddenly, you know, this car goes by. Nope, nice not, car. No, nope, that, that one's not him. Oh, here comes another one. Nope, that's not him. And all of a sudden, this bright red. Yeah. I think it was an Acura. No, it was a Maserati. Uh, so, I don't know what it was. <laughs> I've never it was. had a good car. It, it, it was it was just beautiful red shiny, yeah. like just off the showroom With car. Camel tan leather seats. That's right. And he got out of the car, and his shoes matched the interior of the car. It was like Fletch, you know, showing up at your house. Yeah. it was good. It was good. To have it was you a know good it. episode. But you know, when we still got to get Callahan. Is anybody talking to him? I have. I could text him. Yeah. I mean, we should get Callahan to come in. I mean, things being fair, being uh, what they are. He might. I'll ask him. Yeah, we'll give it a whirl. See what happens. Did, did could somebody ask Mud if he wants to come? Yeah, he, uh, he wouldn't come in. He's up. I did today. I saw Mud. You did? Today. You I asked said, him. Said Mud. You should. He be doesn't a, have the nuts. You should be a guest on the podcast. And he went. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Well. He doesn't know shit from Shinola. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, but I'd like to hear that no, podcast. I, I would tune into that podcast. Yeah. Well, we'll you know, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. And I, I don't know if I can stand to look at him without puking. <laughs> I can't stand the guy. All right, now. I have. <laughs> do you want to play that? What's that on the road again? Music. You do, mean? Do you have that? You mean on the road? This time I'm calling on audibles. <laughs> on the road again. This one? Yes. That's right. I can't Wait till on the road again. All right. So here's the thing. I'm a Lyft driver now. Okay. But there was a time in my career when I was a reasonably well recognized television anchorman doing sports on on local television That's stations, right. TV 38. What was the name of that show? Fox 25, Sports World, yep. on NECN. I was on every night. So people, even if they didn't like me or know who I was, they, they could say, oh, I've seen that guy before. So that happened to me two days ago. 
In fact, it was yesterday. Yeah. It was yesterday. I'm driving this guy in Lin Lin, the city of sin. You never come out the way you went in. That's what they say. Nice guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, big, burly, black guy from, I think, from Africa. He had an accent, so I don't think he was, you know, local. It's a German accent. No. But... <laughs> oh, nice guy. Picked him up in front of the hospital. We're driving for about five, ten minutes. And uh, all of a sudden, he says to me, he goes, did anyone ever tell you, man, you look like that guy used to do sports on TV? Oh, I said, it? you know what? People tell me that all the time. It's <laughs> a terrible German I accent. Said, I, said, <laughs> I said, yeah, I was on. And I told him my name. And he goes, I, yes, I knew it, man. Yeah. He goes, I, I got here in 93. I used to watch you all the time. And you and Bob Lobel, oh. you know. And I'm thinking, this guy's cool, yeah. you know. Yeah. I, I, I said to him, you know, I would have picked you up. If I knew you were going to be so nice, I would have I picked you up without paying the tab. Right. on the um, but that's the first time that's actually happened. I'm thinking, trying to, because you know, trying to explain to people how you got to be a Lyft driver, you know, when you had that long career in modeling. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Clay modeling. Uh, well, it, you're, you're still living off that huge pile of cash. Sh- oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. TV stars. Get paid in fact, a lot I of opened money. a brand new roll of quarters today. <laughs> the laundromat. <laughs> um, but I, I picked up somebody today. Because I had some time to kill before I got here to the beautiful pineapple-laden Pelham Island. Yes. Uh, and I, so I, I picked up a lady in uh, and took her. I was at the, near the hospital in Worcester, and I got a call from a Maria. And I went to the hospital in Worcester, and I picked her up. She got in, and she had a mask on, and, and she had something covering her hair. Obviously, she chemo patient. She had no hair. Oh. Like a Michael Myers mask? Nice lady. Yeah, a mask. You know, the scream mask? The SARS masks. They used to hang out to prevent. You know, wear them you know, on airplanes. Like a hospital mask. Yes, hospital yeah. mask. Gotcha. Right. And she was a Puerto Rican lady. Very sweet. Kind, nice lady. She gets in the car. And, and she says, well, she got only three more chemo. Ooh. I said, oh. oh wow. You know, I said, well, you're going to. I said, that's great. Only three more. You're going to be feeling a lot better. We start talking. I'm talking to her in Spanish because I like to. Uh, it's importante. Yo practico, practico mi español en mi carro, ¿sí? Sí. So we're driving along. She tells me about the last Lyft driver she had called. Wouldn't, went to the hospital to pick her up after her last chemo session. Wouldn't let her get in the car because she was sick and had a mask on. Oh. What an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> the guy won't let her get in. He goes, no, this is my car. He goes, you're sick. I can't let you in the car. And I'm thinking... Fuck you, mister, you piece of shit. I didn't say that to her. Yeah. I said, oh, he should be fired. She said, I told my daughter to call Leaf and tell him. She was so nice. Yeah. I'm thinking, how could you be mean to this lady? Yeah. Especially when she's enduring cancer. Hello. Yeah. You know, first of all, those masks are to protect the patient yep. from getting germs from your car, <laughs> not protecting the car from a patient. My God, what an asshole. Anyway. I think he was. He might have been Uber. I don't know if he's Lyft or Uber, but whoever he was, he sucks. You're a good man, Mike. Right? Right. So when she got out of the car, I said, Vaya con Dios, go with God. Yep. There you go. That's a little Spanish I learned when, because uh, one time I, <laughs> I left this girl's house and she said that to me, and I'm thinking, oh, does that mean I'm going to have something? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, Lyft driving is, and people always, you know, again, you, you'd be shocked if you saw how little I made doing this. I don't do it for the money, you know? I mean, I could sell cars if I wanted to make money. I could be uh, a monkey juggler down at Faneuil Hall. And Excuse make, me? Make, make more. <laughs> Hold on. What? Be a what? A monkey juggler. 
You juggle monkeys? Yes. You have you ever seen those? Guys? No. Oh God, they're awesome, man. You got to have at least three monkeys. <laughs> that's, that's how it starts. You don't but, have a good track record with monkeys. I don't see this working well. No, I don't. I, uh, in fact, I got, whew, I got stories. I, I got more stories than you can believe, but I can't do them now because I'm. What were we talking about? Oh yeah. What's the strangest thing that ever happened to you while you're a, a Lyft driver? Well, nothing really good. None of that, like, you know, like people having sex in the back seat or something like that. Yeah. They're having sex in the front seat. You yeah. did, you'd say you picked up a bank robber. I, I did pick up a bank robber. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a reformed bank robber. Yeah. That's, that's one great story. Um, and <laughs> I did listen to some class. I picked up Jeffrey Epstein one time. <laughs> and he, he made me put on the classical station so he could listen to uh, uh, a flute in A minor. Oh. As we were driving. <laughs> <laughs> so now, here's what the lift money. I, it's not that much, you know. I do it for the enjoyment of meeting the people. That's yeah. what I like. Yeah. I like meeting people yeah. and not being bored. I tell people, I don't, are you kidding me? The money, it's so like, chump change. You're like Jerry Seinfeld, driving around with uh, with people in the car, singing songs and telling jokes. So a lot of singing the time, songs. I am. Songs. <laughs> <lot of>, <laughs> oh, that's, that's James Corden. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I bring my slingshot and I just pull up and. Plunk people in the other lane, but that's you know. Um, so the lift driving thing again, it's it's for me, it's it rounds out my life. You know, it's got it's got character building aspects to it. You know, you don't you never want to be a dick when you're when you're taking I tell people, my thing is make sure you're happy, you get where you're going safely. That's what's important to me. And they love that. I've gotten two, three, four, five dollar tips. <laughs> oh wait I'm serious You know the baseball season is dying out Okay just so you know Playoff time that's the time you want to bet on games Because you're going to know who's good and who isn't By the way it's going to be the Houston Astros The Yankees and the Dodgers who you're going to want to bet on I'm just throwing that out there But betonline.ag is where You should make your bets Why? Because you can get a bonus just for signing up uh, If you put a minimum of 55 bucks Into your account you can get a 50% Bonus from betonline.ag. It's a very simple thing. What's that code again, Ben? CLNS50. CLNS50 gives you a 50% free bonus. They put the money in your account. You bet on it and you have fun with the football season and the baseball season. And remember this. You have to look at BetOnline's general rules for additional terms and conditions regarding said bonuses. But other than that, you're all set in the clear. Click, click, click online. There's your bank account. There's your money. There's your your bonus. Let's have some fun here. And you don't have to leave the comfort of your living room. I hope hoping that you have a comfortable living room. BetOnline.ag is where you go for that. And uh, tell them Mikey sent you. You might be able to buy a new living room. (laughs) <laughs> That's right. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> I just told people who to bet for in a baseball season, but don't don't bet on them now. Wait till they're in the playoffs. B- bet on football starting next week, though, right? Bet the Colts, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And you know what? Andrew Luck. Remember that song I did, Luck Won't Beat Brady Tonight? Yep. It was a yep. smashing video we did. You and I worked on it together, Smitty. That's right. It was an award winner. I think that Entercom has vanquished it from the internet. I, I tried to Google it. When I heard about Andrew Luck, I Googled it. I couldn't find it. Yeah. Now you've become persona non grata. Is that what it is? Yep. Is that Latin? You, you, exactly. <laughs> I love Latin. Oh, Chris, we did this, Ben. Here, hold on to that for me, will you? <laughs> um, okay, some things that are that 
first of all, money matters never bother me, as I just told you. I'm, I'm a totally altruistic human being. I don't care about getting rich. But I can tell you this right now. There are some people in the major leagues who are sickeningly rich. I stumbled across some information from – I actually didn't stumble across it. I looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> You're just walking down the street. So that I could say I stumbled oh. across. Oh, look this book on MLB salaries. I'm mean, asking you guys to guess it. <laughs> I'll bring this it's to the podcast. It's a thick book. It has every player in it and everything they ever earned. I'm going to read this while taking a dump today. You know what the highest salary in the major leagues was per year in 1919? By the way, ba- Babe Ruth was playing. So this is the salary, the average salary? Highest salary in the major leagues the for one guy. 30000 20. Twenty thousand. I was going to say twenty. Nine, ten years later, go fast forward. Nineteen twenty-nine. The highest salary 30. in the major leagues was one hundred ten. No, fifty-two k. Wow. Babe Ruth. Whoa. Oh, that's it. Nineteen thirty-nine. Fast forward again. Nineteen thirty-nine. Highest salary in major league baseball. I'll was stick with one hundred ten. Thirty-five k. Now hold what? on. Lou Gehrig. It was the depression. Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> I want to interject. These guys are definitely star players. The they, biggest star. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Now, yes. Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, I mean, hello. Now, the price increases not because of their abilities. Well, it is partly because of their abilities, but also it's their sports agent that basically does all that negotiating. They well, don't have back agents. Then, and uh, they, they probably dealt directly with the owners. They had the reserve clause, so there was nothing they, they could, could really do. do. Yeah, wow. They could barnstorm, and Babe Ruth did that. He made a lot of money barnstorming. Yep. In 1949, 10 years further, the highest was 100000 Okay. Who was it? Ted. Nope, Joe DiMaggio. Oh, okay. You're close. Jolton Joe. <clears throat> in 1959. Not Ted, because he gave money back, right? In 59, he did. Uh, highest paid player in Major League Baseball. Mickey in- Mantle? Willie Mays. You're right, in the, you're right in the ballpark. Jesus. Willie. Get it? Okay. 19, But everything changed in 1966 when Sandy Koufax was clearly the greatest pitcher ever. And this would be his final year. Speaking of Andrew Luck, Sandy walked away at the age of 30. Wow. In his prime, after like a 26-5 and five season or something, you know, with an under-two ERA, he walked away because he didn't want to be deformed with his left arm. He made $130,000 wow. uh, a great. year. <laughs> but here's the sad part of that. He'd have to pitch for 300 years to make what David Price made last year. <laughs> Sandy Koufax would have to pitch for 300 years <laughs> at $130,000 a year. So in 66, it was Koufax at 130K, right? Wow. Now that is what? 40 starts. That's about $3,500 a start. And David Price makes $10,000 a, a pitch. So that makes you want to puke, doesn't it? In 1972, in 1972, I was very fortunate uh, as a member of the Boston Red Sox to make uh, to make $167,000 a year uh, as a left fielder for the Boston Red Sox. It's me, Carl Yastrzemski, from Southampton, Long Island. He was the highest paid player in baseball in 1972. But think of this, 167000 That's 1000 a game. That's it. Right? Wait, so you said Koufax has made 130000 in yeah. 1966? Right. That's just over a million dollars now. In today's money. Yeah. Yeah. With inflation. Yeah. Well, it's ridiculous. And, and we know now that the starting pitchers ain't worth – they suck. Yeah. They're not worth the investment. I mean, Koufax would go out there. He'd put you 20 games over 500 by himself. Your team would be – with him on the mound, you're 20 games over 500. Just, now, just him. Was Price at one point unbelievable? No, yeah. not like that. No. No. no he was nope, good. Almost know. nobody's been like that. 
That's true. David Price was damn good for a long time. That's that's true. No, uh, Koufax to me is the you know because he may have a no hitter every year and you know he he's three hundred and fifty strikeouts. <laughs> he held he held the record for he still does for left handed pitcher. So the first guy to make a million bucks in the big leagues was Nolan Ryan. He made a million dollars in nineteen eighty and everyone went a million. Oh my god, a million dollars! Oh man, that's un, that's unheard of. Well, David Price makes a million dollars every time he takes the, the ball and goes out to the mound. Wow. So it's like, or it, if he doesn't, or if he doesn't, exactly, he still makes that same million, and that's one of the reasons I hate David Price, because <laughs> you know. What about Chris Sale? I hate him too. I hate them all. I hate every single starter. They've overpaid. Evaldi, he's injured. Chris Price, uh, Chris Sale, Chris Price, Chris, Chris Price, <laughs> Christopher Price. Uh, he, Evaldi's injured. Price, uh, Price is sitting around ten days, not doing shit. Uh, Chris Sale's injured. They suck. It's the worst investment you can make. Anyway. So, 1987, the highest paid player in baseball was Jim Rice, 2.4 million. It quickly jumped up from there. Bobby Bonilla in 1993, making six thousand six million, still getting paid, still getting paid. And he, by the way, starting now is when all the dickheads enter into the mix. Bobby Bonilla, starting now, dickhead. Cecil Fielder. I mean, I don't know if he's a dickhead, but his son. I called his son Prince Fielder. Remember him? Prince of Wales with an H, like Wales, like because he got so fat. Oh, Cecil yeah. was fat too. Oh. Overpaid. He did hit some bombs. Albert Bell, ten million in ninety-seven. He was awesome. Dickhead. Though. Gary Sheffield, fourteen million in ninety-eight. Dickhead. Albert Bell. Kevin Brown. Dickhead. Then it became a Rod show. For twelve out of the next thirteen years, a Rod made made the most in baseball. Who was cheating? The- dickhead. Who was the outlier? Jason Giambi. Dickhead, oh, cheater. You got cheaters and dickheads. That's what you got. Uh, lately, it's been Clayton Kershaw and Mike Trout. But my point being, th- this is what salaries have. I mean, these guys, Ty Cobb got less money to play in a game than it costs the American baseball fan now to go to a game. Like It's insane. You know? I think I missed my calling, though. Why? Because I think I've been, I would have been a pretty good you know, platoon reserve Second baseman in 1906. <laughs> you know what, Mike? You should. You if should. I'd had the shot, they would just have given me a shot at it. You should get in there now, Mike. You can do it. If Brady can do it, you can do it. Like his face looks like a catcher's mitt. <laughs> He's funny, isn't he? Huh? Such a nice face. Ben, I got a palindrome that's going to kick the ass off yours. I know that Smitty's not required to bring a palindrome because he does all the work here. That's correct. Yep, I'm looking at me heavy lifting. He's the guy that does all the work. Did, what's your palindrome? Do you have one? Don't be searching now. Ben is searching his notes. Yeah. Uzi rat in a sanitary zoo. Uzi, like O-O-Z-Y? Yep. Rat. Uzi rat in a sanitary zoo. I'm going to give him a B plus for that one. It grosses me out, but it's still good. Have you ever written a uh, a, uh, a palindrome? You have come up with one yourself? Uh, I wrote this one. Never odd or even. You did not write that one. I know. <laughs> I just wanted to say that, though. So I believe that. Attention. I did. I bought, I bought that one. How about this? <laughs> this one, you're going to love this. Fuck your Uzi rat. This is a good one here. Ready? All right, I got another one for you. A nut for a jar of tuna. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a great trade, too. Murder for a jar of red rum. But see, that goes back. Murder and Red Rum go back to The Shining. The Shining, yes. The little kid. Yeah. Red Rum. Red Rum. Red Rum. He was creepy. Danny? 
Yeah, it's creepy. <laughs> All right, here's my final palindrome, then we'll move on to something really important. Ready? Yes. I'm ready. We're ready. <laughs> Ed? Ed. Well, wait, no. You gotta listen carefully, though. This is, wow, part, this this is a palindrome. long palindrome. It is really fucking long, and it's <laughs> All right. good. All right, you ready? Go ahead. Ed, I saw Harpo Marx ram Oprah W aside. Want <laughs> 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 to hear it again? Where'd you find that? Hold on. Ed, I saw Harpo Marx ram Oprah W aside. Wow. So Don't you love that? Stupid. First of all, you know it takes some doing to ram Oprah aside. Well, where did where did they uh Shit. Where, where'd you get that one? Who, who wrote that? Who's the author of that? What, what, what are you gonna are you gonna contact him and congratulate him? Zeppo Marks. I'm gonna call him right now. <laughs> but, uh, uh, know, is a picture of a guy sitting there thinking, I'm gonna come up with a palindrome. Okay, I'm gonna I come have up to. Oh, you know, but she can't really do it that way. You almost have to kind of f- stumble on it because you have to have the end of the sentence. And you know, it helps to have dyslexia. See, I have dyslexia, and I have it really dab. You know, I went to a – I pull up at a POTS sign. You know yeah. those red signs on the street that yeah. says POTS? Yeah. I pull up there, and I look, and go, dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's, here's, a, here's a collectible. You guys have collectibles? Do you have anything that, like, is a uh, – could qualify as a valuable collectible? Yeah. Once upon a time, it was. What do you certainly. have? Baseball cards. I have a baseball signed by Bill Lee. I have, I know, I have the last baseball signed by Bill Buckner before his error in Game Six. You told that story. Yeah, I that have was, that. That was very good. That's my probably my you know, most valuable piece of uh, you know. But that's also. Uh, oh, I got a pair. I got a pair of Leo Sayer. Remember the singer, his underpants. <laughs> he didn't sign it or anything, but there's he, he left his mark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hold on, hold on. There's big money. There's there's big money in this stuff. Now, here's all some examples, okay? And there's, there's a big show. There's some guy, collectible show, and he has all this important stuff, okay? Yeah. Prince's guitar uh, fetched $89,600. Madonna's dress, fifty-three grand. Which dress? Though, oh, it had all kinds of schmutz in it. Was this the it Like a Virgin dr- dress from MTV? Just, I don't know, one of her dresses. But she's so full of germs and shit. Oh, disgusting. Can you imagine? You'd have to hang that in a plastic bag in a room by itself, you know. Um, <clears throat> a Nirvana set list on a greasy paper plate got 22 grand. <laughs> That's just gross. Stupid. Um, Olivia Newton John's black leather duds from the movie Grease. Any guess? Wow. Who's got those? 44,000. 200,000. Jesus. Um, Fonzie's motorcycle. It wasn't John Travolta. <laughs> he didn't care about it even when it was new. <laughs> um, uh, Fonzie's uh, motorcycle from the you know Henry Winkler Road in uh, Happy Days. A switchblade that belonged to James Dean. Uh, some duds that were worn by Jackie Gleason. Who's the guy that owns all this stuff? Well, he's what's his name? Is uh, what are duds? Jeff Epstein. No, <laughs> so yeah, so he's a collector well, of a collector of weird. What you are know, what are duds? Clothes. Okay. Yeah, like an outfit. All right, losers. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know. Oh, it was here it is. More Stuart Berkowitz, that. a New Jersey-based radiation oncologist with a Jackie Gleason obsession. There you go. Got into collecting items from the portly funny man after his mother innocuously gifted him with eight dinner plates depicting scenes from the honeymooners. That's what triggered him. He went out and bought the clothes he wore. He bought the bus. You know, he bought the friggin' car that Jackie Gleason drove well after the honeymooners was over. He's just totally a Gleason fan. Marilyn Monroe's jacket. Mm. Um, 
that that's anything Marilyn Monroe would be obviously bigger. Kurt Cobain's sweater. You know what went for a lot of money? John Lennon's tooth. What? Now this is bizarre. Um, first of all, it, it was a molar that had it was partly rotten. <laughs> oh. Nice. <laughs> kind of like John Lennon. Oh, but, my God. Right. right. Just partly rotten. But the guy, Zook, who bought it said, you know, hey, if it has DNA, some people think t- there might be illegitimate children of John Lennon. They could come back and prove. Oh. You know, so he was looking at it as more of a, uh, uh, an investment, I think. Uh, you know, having – I guess Shaquille O'Neal's tooth was available, too. But somebody said, I thought I – thought, uh, uh, I would just keep, stick with the Lennon thing. <laughs> you know, build a whole mouth out of. Um, so a, a used Trans Am that was driven by Burt Reynolds. Hey. Uh, Smoking in the band. But people are obsessed yeah. with these items, and they're willing to fork over. I think one guy paid $317,000 for the car driven by Burt Reynolds in the, you know, whatever that movie was. Smoking yeah, the Smoking ba- in the band. Some yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Can you imagine putting... T- a third of a million dollars on an item that... Okay, so people come to your house and you go, Hey, see that car over there? Yeah, guess what? That's a car Burt Reynolds drove. I own it. It's ah. Honestly, it's a car that nobody under the age of 45 gives a shit about. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and f- most of the people over uh, the age of... Uh, <laughs> they the same thing. Um, so what do we have now? Do we have the phrase that pays... What is the phrase that pays, Mikey? I don't know. Let's let Ben do one. Ben, do a good one, will you? Because I'm about to do some karaoke here. I can feel it coming. Some castiglioke. The phrase that pays. Can it be a uh, palindrome? Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. The phrase that pays is... Ed, I... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, banana boy. It does have appeal, though. And it is the it is the phrase that pays. Hold on. Oh, banana boy! Oh, Can, did okay. I show you guys how uh, one of my girlfriends used to eat a banana? Yo, banana boy! Watch. Here's how my. I'm gonna, this is a visual for the people listening at home. Like he's holding a banana. This is how one of my girlfriends peeling used to eat banana. a banana. Yeah, he's peeling it now. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. for those <laughs> folks at home, no, no. Okay, no, now no. it's you know I think well, I don't know this this podcast might be 18 minutes for all I know, but we're got, we got to get out of here. I got things to do, people to pick up. Well, you can't leave. We I think we have to go up nope. to the booth. I think Joe is ready for a little. Oh something. yeah, Joe. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, Joe is going to sing for us. He always does. Let's you know? go up to the booth. Let always me see you. comes through for us. How are you doing up there, Joe? How are you? Nice to see you. Thanks. I'm glad you showed up today. I'm going to do a song by Rupert Holmes. It's one of my favorites, and uh, it's called the Pina Colada Song. Yeah. I was tired of my lady. We've been together too long. Like a worn-out recording of a favorite song. <laughs> So while she lay there sleeping, I I read the paper in bed. And in the personal columns, I I said, can you give me some head? (laughs) No, she didn't say that. If you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain, if you're not into yoga, if you have half a brain like yogi, Yoga. If you like making love at midnight in the dunes of the Cape, then I'm the love you've looked for. Never been accused of rape. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Thanks for being here tonight, Joe. Thank you.